It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Opening night dub. In the Hoosier State, led by the solid three of Bradley Bill, Kyle Kuzma, and Christopher Singers. We're going to talk about that and more, including Denny's surprise starting position, next on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, Ed, got the dub tonight. Indiana, great game. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Starting the season off right. So, question. First time, Chris Stopperzingis, Bradley Bill, and Kyle Kuzma playing together as a collective solid three. If you could grade them tonight, what would you give them? Uh, I give them a B plus or, or an A, honestly. Um, I love seeing these guys play together. We talked about the whole offseason, whether it was a solid three or a big three. We both call them a solid three. And they look like a good three, like a legitimate three in the Eastern Conference right now. I know it's the Pacers. Miles Turner didn't play tonight. I know they're they're projected to be a lottery team, a bottom team in the Eastern Conference. But they took care of business. Of course, the end of the game uh, really made me upset. But just talking about these three guys, Kyle Kuzma, 22 points, 13 boards. Um, he had some really strong rebounds. I loved him playing, kind of playing that point forward role where he was bringing the ball up. Had a beautiful pass to Denny Avdia to start off the game. Denny had an easy layup. Kuzma had ten points in the first quarter. Uh, Kuzma was getting to the free throw line as well. Um, he shot five, only five free throw, only five free throw, only five free throws on the night, but he got to the line and put pressure on the defense in the first quarter. Kristaps um, Porzingis was finishing well around the rim, and Bradley Bill looked like his old self. You know, he didn't put up thirty points. He put up 23 points, but he made it look really easy. Six assists, five boards, was very efficient at times. Nine for 17 from the field, very efficient at times. It was like eight for 11 to start off the game. Um, he was getting downhill, man, relentlessly. He was getting to the basket. He looked like the Bradley Bill from 2020, where he was putting, you know, where he he was unstoppable at times. 
and he hit two corner threes. So the three-point shot looked better. The form looked better. He looked spry. He looked healthy. He looked very athletic out there. Um, so I love – and then Brad and Porzingis, they had a nice alley-oop play. They had a couple pick-and-roll give-and-goes. Uh, so you saw some action there that West Hudson Jr., some plays that he drew up there for Porzingis and Brad. So I love the dynamic duo. And Kuz, man, he is a man on a mission. He looks like he's a guy looking for another contract. Like I said, 22 points, 13 boards, plus seven, two blocks, and two assists. So Kuzma stepped up tonight big time, played 35 minutes. Um, but Brad, he looked like a guy who, you know, is ready to be a leader out there. Got easy baskets at the mid-range. Guys just couldn't check him. You know, Benedict Matherin couldn't really check him. Buddy Hill couldn't check him. Uh, Halliburton, whoever was guarding him, it was a tough cover. And Bradley Bill played like the leader that we're looking for tonight. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. You mentioned leader. He played like a leader tonight. He played like a franchise player tonight. This solid three, wow. Like you said, Brad, 23 points. Shot was cooking. I mean, Brad looked good tonight. He looked like the Bradley Bill uh, before. I mean, he looked healthy. He looked fast. He was, he looked incredible tonight. Great stat line. I mean, you know, uh, five rebounds, six assists. So complete game from him. Kuz, uh, you know, this preseason, he struggled from three. He must have forgot all that because he showed out and he was shooting at a high percentage. I mean, Kuz was rolling, man. And let's get to KP. KP, come on. KP showed out. I mean, the, the attacking the rim. He was crazy attacking the rim. I mean, you know, he played the top of the key. You know, you saw a few times where they ran the offense through him. Then, you know, one of the things that um, I think a little while back we said what we expect from certain players. And I, one of the things I said that I expected out of KP was playing was back to the basket. Hey, tonight he was getting down. He's playing his back to the basket. He was very pleased with what I saw from our solid three. They played well. You know, um, team overall, let's see, uh, ball movement, ball movement. They, you know, the that was on point. The ball movement was incredible tonight. Let's see, attacking the paint. You know, we mentioned uh, KP attacking the paint. Gaff, Gaff was rocking mm-hmm. tonight. Look, Gaff got what twelve points. You know, the blocks. You know, overall, the team got ten blocks. So defensively, there were a few moments here and there, but overall, the defense was on point tonight. Um, like I said, a little bit of here and there, a little bit of transition defense, um, paint defense here and there. But overall, I think that Gaff and KP did great overall. Definitely, yeah. Uh, KP had 15 points and 10 boards. I thought Gaffer played really well. Um, I remember Porzingis in transition. You know, you love to see him run the floor. He looks athletic. He looks spry. He talked about losing weight over the offseason. Uh, he had a mean, nasty dunk on Isaiah jo- uh, on Isaiah Jackson. Um, that pass was from Kuzma, Kuzma in transition, once again, playing that point forward role. Um, Gafford and Barton, man, off the bench, man, these they they have the potential to be a nasty duo off the bench. Uh, Will Barton has some beautiful passes to Daniel Gafford. And Daniel Gafford, like you talked about preseason, Kuzma struggled in preseason, knocking down the three, knocking down shots. Gafford was getting he was getting pushed around a little bit by Mitchell Robinson by the Knicks. But this game, Gafford was the guy who was, you know, imposing his will, being assertive, using his strong 6'10, 6'11 frame pushing guys around. I think it was Goga Batadze and, and, and my guy Jalen Smith who went to Maryland. Um, he took advantage of Miles Turner not being there. You know, and he, t- he definitely took advantage of that. He was boarding, rebounding. And not only was he finishing, but he was looking to dunk the ball. He was looking to attack the rim. And that's what I want to see more from Gafford, more consistently. I want to see that guy just attacking a basket and going up strong, 100, 100 under control at the same time, too. Um, so I, I love the way that Gafford played tonight. Absolutely. Gafford played his butt off tonight. 
He had he showed his presence in the paint. He was incredible. I mean, he, he showed energy tonight. You know, just overall as a team, there's a lot of energy. Now, obviously, we're going to touch base on the fourth quarter, but you know, <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, you know, the, the energy was high, it was high energy. You know, they mm-hmm. were playing focused. You know, I, I mentioned ball control or yeah, ball control, but ball movement. You know, the Pacers' lack of ball control, we were forcing a lot of turnovers, especially in the first quarter. I noticed the first quarter, mm-hmm. uh, the Pacers' offense was just discombobulated. I mean, we were forcing a lot of turnovers. Um, so we overall, this is a good team win. Now, some negatives. Obviously, we got to go to negatives a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Turner was um, ankle injury. So did that have kind of an impact on the game? Absolutely. You know, Miles Turner is a guy who could protect the rim. So there would have been a little more of a battle between him and Gaffin or him and KP. Um, I mentioned Brad. A few things I didn't like about Brad. You know, overall, look, I, I don't want to be a, a downer here, but um, him trying to dribble too much. Uh, there's a few situations in the first half where I think there was one play where he was dribbling too much and then he tried to pass the ball across the court and it hit the side of the backboard. That led to an easy transition basket uh, basket for the Pacers. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think that it's been cool seeing Bradley Bill build up to this playmaker, this guy who can, he's not just a spot up shooter anymore, but I don't want to see him dribble too much. You know, I want him to get back to the scoring Brad Bill, not, you know, Monte, you know, we have a distributing point guard now, Monte. And like I said, Monte's sh- his shooting was not where you wanted to be. He did contribute six assists, six rebounds. So, again, he's contributing. You know, it's not like, you know, he's not scoring. You know, last year, we mentioned him a lot. You know, Spencer did would he be in a combo guard. If he's not scoring, he's not – and he's kind of out of his game. It, that's not the case with Monte. Even if his shot is not dropping, he's still contributing to the game. So – no, overall, I'm very, very pleased. But before we move on, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. It's my go-to. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game, like I did with this game tonight against the Pacers. And as always, BetOnline remains your extreme source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and now the NBA. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stars is also brought to you by Game to Game. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listening day. Now make your second listen, Game to Game, Eastern Conference. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On 2. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the Eastern Conference with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On Eastern Conference, available on Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, E, surprise, surprise, Denny was starting at the three. I I was one of those people that thought it was going to be maybe Rui. A lot mm-hmm. of people thought it was going to be Will. I was very surprised to see Denny in that position. Uh, so, what did you think about that decision by West to start Denny? Um, I thought it was a good decision. I would have been happy with either Rui or or um, or Denny to start. Um, I had no problem with Will Barton starting, but I just think Will is better being that six man. You saw that tonight. He was really able to take advantage of, of of being the best ball handler at times on the floor and the the best shot creator, the best isolation scorer on the floor, and just taking advantage of those mismatch against bench units and second units. And he really did a good job of that. There was one time where he just took the ball down the lane, coast to coast, and dunked it. He had a buzzer buzzer beater three before the first quarter. Uh, him and Gav had that connection. But one thing I want to say, I loved how Wes was aggressive to start off. And I think he wanted to use Denny, his length and his um, versatility and the way he can guard one through five and have these guys press up. He had Monte pressing up, picking up 94 feet from uh, once they passed the ball in. And they got deflections. Monte Morris had an easy steal. Um, they were pressing and trapping and, and created turnovers. It was a different team. You know, Wes really wants them to be a defensive-minded team, but they want to do that then Denny's your guy. He's your best wing defender, and you have length and versatility. You have Kuz who can guard um, threes. He can guard fours. Denny can guard threes and fours. Denny can guard twos at times. He's guarded ones. He's guarded point guards as well. So then you got Brad at the two, um, and you just have a long team of, of Denny 6'9", Kuz 6'10", Porzingis 7'3". So I thought he made a good decision with that. I know Wes tried to make it like a top secret thing. He didn't announce it until 6.38. The game started at 7, so – um, he really kept it close to the vest, and I'm really proud of Wes seeing that he improvised and didn't just go with you know his note cards or just familiarity or comfort com- being comfortable. We know Will Barton said he really wanted to start, just like any competitor says, but um, we, I just thought he was going to go with it with his Nuggets guys starting. Monte did start, but I'm happy that he put Denny in, a young guy that's working hard. Uh, coming back from that injury, it's unfortunate that Denny gets injured again, um, but the x-rays came up negative, so thank goodness on that, but um, I liked it a lot. Denny, Denny was the first guy to come out. He put Rui in first, but I thought and Denny went up strong to the basket too and got fouled one time. But I, I think that is it's a smart lineup. I like it. I like that lineup. It has a lot of versatility, defensive versatility. It can help Brad out defensively too. So I I think Denny starting, he just has to improve that three-point shot. Hopefully he's back sooner than later. But I, I thought it was a good decision by West Hunsell Jr. And then also almost forgot Brad had a huge block towards the end of the game when they were coming back and uh, one guy got an offensive rebound. I can't remember whether it was, whether it was O'Shea Brissett or Taylor or Benedict Matherin, but he had a huge block uh, when the Pacers started to come back towards the end. No, I totally agree. Wes Unseld really showed his coaching tonight. He did a good job coaching. You know, he made the right decision at the right time. Um, one time I want to go ahead and throw out there. Um, begin going into the second quarter, uh, their bench made that run. So or so I felt like he got the starters back in at the right time. 
it kept the momentum going because like there's a few times this game that indiana they had some runs they they hey they there, there was no lack of effort on their part they they did not stop fighting you know this is a rebuilding team but you know this is a team that is going to fight so you saw a lot of effort on you know coming from the pacers but nah i like the rotations that west did tonight he did he did a good job he in my opinion he out coached rick carlisle which is impressive because rick carlisle is Hall of Fame caliber coach. So, no, West did a great job tonight with his rotations. You know, getting back to Denny, yeah, I was very surprised. I expected him to start on the bench, you know, considering he was coming back from the injury, stemming back from uh, FIBA. And, man, I tell you, I, I think everybody was kind of gasping when we saw him go down because, you know, that is the same ankle, same leg that he had an injury on his in his rookie year. So, you know, that was my thing. I was thinking, oh, man, you know, this is long term. So, you know, high high ankle sprain, you know, is definitely a blessing. You know, we, we're going to see him back sooner than, you know, than later. So, it, it, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, injuries happen, you know, the next man up. But, you know, Denny, from the limited action he had, he looked good. His defense showed out. He was locked down. He was shutting guys down. You know, you add that to the defense, the line right, this team it was a lot better defensively. So I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed defensively. You know, like I said, I'm I'm gonna reiterate Wes did a great job of rotations. You know, there's a few of these runs could have got worse. You know, he put the right people back there in the in, in right time. So no, I mean, I mean, what do you think about his rotations overall, Wes? Um, I thought they were fine. Um, I know he we talked about uh, Delon Wright getting more minutes and Delon Wright closed the game. Will Barton closed the game. Um, now, it was intriguing that he put Anthony Gill in as a starter in the second half. Now, if Denny's out on, you know, what is he, what is he going to do on Friday um, against the Bulls? Is he going to start Anthony Gill again or is he going to start Rui? Excuse me, or is he going to start Will the Thrill? You know, so that's another decision. Is Wes going to, you know, make that decision until with the game is at seven again? So is he going to wait until 645 to, to announce that as well? So we'll see what happens with that. But um, I thought he mixed and matched. Um, They had a couple lineups like DeLon and Rui and Bill at the same time and Porzingis. And um, he didn't, he didn't play Gaff and Porzingis yet at the same time. So that's a lineup that I'm looking forward to see. Uh, I don't think we saw Denny and Rui and Kuz out there tonight at the same time, because of course um, Denny was injured, but um, I thought the rotations were fine. You look at guys minutes. I thought it was a balance, balance minute, balance with minutes. Rui had 24 minutes. Barton had 25 DeLon Wright had 27. Gafford only played 16 minutes and impacted the game greatly with 12 points and seven boards. Um, Denny had four points. He was a plus 14 on the plus minus box. Uh, I know a lot of people don't care for that stat, but, you know, Monte Morris was a plus 17 in the plus minus box. So he impacted the game in different ways, like you said, uh, with assists and just not turning the ball over. Six six assists and one turnover. That's huge. That's what we want from our point guard. We're not looking for a guy to score like last year, like a combo guard. We're looking for a point guard that's just there to facilitate. And I think that's that's a big reason why Bradley Bill had a better game because we have a point guard now that's unselfish, that's not looking to hold onto the ball or really looking to be a primary scorer. He's looking, he's a steady eddy guy, just looking to set up the offense and get out of the way and have the offense function a lot. He had he had a couple hockey passes there that led to the Bradley Bill uh Przingis pick and roll. But I thought the rotations were fine. Um Gill came in and got minutes, he got 15 minutes, Bill had 38 minutes. Um, I'm I, I'm gonna rewatch the game and look at some of the lineups. Um, I didn't get a chance to write down some of the lineups that I saw that that were different, but um, I, I like how he I liked how he had Delon finishing the game, but those he was part of the problem with the finishing of the game too. You know that last lineup they they were part of that problem to let the Pacers come back, which I'm I was highly disappointed 
about letting the letting the Pacers come back. The Pacers almost had a legitimate chance to win this game. Yeah, and we're we're definitely gonna we're about to talk about that. Um, before we get to that, you know, I, I want to reiterate just this was a team win. You know, the solid three were solid. They were on point. You know, you mentioned you know Bradley Bill not scoring more. I I, I thought that he's going to average around 23, 24 points because when you have KP, when you have Kuz, and you have all these other scores, you know he's going to take a little bit of a dip as far as the scoring average, which you know is what you want to see because when you see guys that you know you're scoring 23, 20, you know 18 to 15 points, that means the ball is you know a lot of people are, are handling the ball. This is team basketball, so this was team basketball. The ball movement was impressive. You know, they, they were always finding the open shooter. It's just this was a team win. It was all the way from the, the starters to the bench to the coaching staff. This was a good win. Now, I know, yes, it's the Indiana Pacers. They're a rebuilding team, and we're going to go slide right into it. You, you know, at the end, you know, I think they were feeling themselves a little too quick because, <laughs> like, like you said, Indiana, they made it interesting to end. You know, it, it happened pretty fast. You know, at one point it was eight, and then, you know, I, I forget who hit that three. I think it went down to three at one time. Yeah. Yeah, really close. It got close and it's just, it got sloppy at the end. So I, we need to clean that up. You know, we need to stay disciplined. You know, uh, there was a few times that I saw Bradley Bill wasn't too happy. And I was, mm-hmm. I was laughing, talking to my wife about it. You know, he was none too pleased. And again, that's what you want to see. He's holding people accountable. That's the Bradley Bill I want to see. You know, very impressed because years past, especially last season, Bradley Bill's, you know, he was a cool teammate. You know, you weren't necessarily getting in the, you know, people's rear ends. He was holding people accountable tonight. You saw mm-hmm. leadership. You know, you saw leadership with Kuz. You know, you, you saw KP, the the just the ball movement. They played well together. I'm, bro. I'm telling you, I'm very happy. I know it's first game, <laughs> first of eighty two, but hey, started out with a dub, so I'm very very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, when you have five guys in double figures, it's a team effort. It's a team win. You have twenty one assists. Also, they had uh, 58 points in the paint compared to the Pacers 34. That's a domination right there. Um, that's a big improvement from what we saw in the preseason. I thought they got back on defense a little bit better. There still were some transition layups that they gave up, but I thought they, get, they they did better than what they did against the Knicks and the Hornets as far as letting bigs just run the floor and get easy baskets. Um, I thought we did a better job on the board. So we had 50, 52 boards to their 42. Uh, we shot 24 free throws, which is good. We shot better from the three-point line as well, too, 35% from the free, from the three-point line, uh, a lot better. So I thought it was a team effort. They just got to clean up um, the the um, the end of the game. Our largest lead was 18. Good teams put teams away. And we were up 18 at that, at that point, and Rick Carlo got a technical foul. Rui hit a three. Rui finally got going. He had a mid-range jumper. I was like, okay. This is where we we smell blood. We have to go for the kill. For the kill, we have to put the nail in the coffin. If we are going to make that leap and prove people wrong, and you know Monte Morris is like, "Hey, we're being slept on. We cannot let. We cannot allow stuff like this to happen. We have to put teams away. We have to win games." Because I remember not too long ago against the Clippers last year, where we were up by thirty five points and we lost that game at home. It was one of the greatest collapses I've ever seen, or one of the worst collapses I've ever seen in my life. So. That separates the good teams from the great teams or good teams from the bad teams. You got to put teams away. And the Pacers were a team. I think we, we definitely should have put them away. Yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. You got to put teams away. That's that's what separates mediocre from good teams. You know, you got to put them away. You know, we we had this problem last season. You know, we kind of feel ourselves a little too early and we slack. And it showed. Look, Indiana is not playing. They're, we are a hungry, young team. 
You know, Buddy Hill did well tonight. Uh, Halliburton, man, this is one of those yeah, moments. Yeah, like, Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the thing is, we could have got him, and so that's a whole nother, you know, another yeah, yeah, no. discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, he showed out. So this is a really young, hungry Pacers team, and they they look, they were trying to win. They weren't slacking. So th- th- this was a wake up moment for the Wizards. You know, we had to play from the beginning to the end. We cannot slack. You know, we played well defensively, but there were miscues here and there. And I think, you know, seeing Bradley Bill kind of get mad and really be that leadership, I think we're fine. You know, obviously we're going to do a preview with the next game, Chicago. But look, you look at the schedule early on, you know, it, we we got to show out because it doesn't get easier. Chicago, the team you got to beat. You know, Indiana's team you got to beat. You know, we got this one out the way. A little closer than we thought it was going to be, but we got the dub. So before we go, quick, I got another question for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So as you know, we were surprised that Denny started. You know, Rue was on the bench. So if you, when you're looking at the bench lineup that they put together, which was Delon at point, Barton at two, I believe it was Rui at the three because it was mm-hmm. Gill, and then you had Gaff. How successful do you see that bench unit going forward? Um, I see them being very successful, man. Um, Anthony Gill, he he played well his minutes too. He had a nice reverse layup where he finished off the off of a Barton pass. Um, so I think he's a good finisher. Um, also, you know, when Corey Kisper comes back, he's gonna be the guy. You know, Rui will be at the four, and then Barton will be at the three. Kisper will be at the two. Um, also, you know, Johnny Davis didn't play tonight. He, I think he, yeah, he was there in, in a warm up. He didn't play. Taj Gibson didn't play. Shackle didn't play. Jordan Goodwin didn't play. Um, Isaiah Todd didn't play, and, and, and like I said, Johnny Davis didn't play. So Jordan Goodwin, like I already point those guys out. But um, but yeah, to answer your question, I, I love this bench unit, man. I love it. Rui can score; he can be a primary scorer. Will Barton can be a primary ball handler out there. Um, I, I love this bench unit. Will Barton, seventeen points off the bench. That's just the perfect role for him. I'm so happy that he's he's in his role because we really can start three for four from the three point line. We can really start some six man uh, propaganda for for Will Barton. I, I think he certainly should get some votes. For six man of the year, um, this guy's a microwave score. Him and Gaff, they're gonna have a nice dynamic duo, a, a, a pick and roll. I can't wait to see that. Rui, it took him some time to get a little comfortable out there. Um, there was one time where he ran over. I think it was Terry Taylor. They they could have called a charge on him, but they didn't. So we got lucky with that. Um, defensively, he got a little lost. I think he was guarding Tyrese Halliburton. Kyle Kuzma was guarding Halliburton too. He struggled with that, but. Um, I love this bench unit. DeLon Wright, he brings defensive versatility. DeLon Wright took a charge tonight, too. He was being a pest out there, too. So uh, I, I love this bench unit, man. There's a lot of versatility. And when Kisper comes back, the three-point shooting would be better, too. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see this bench unit, especially when Kisper gets back, too. Absolutely. I was a big fan of this bench unit. You know, I was surprised. But then if you look at it, I'm, I wasn't surprised that Denny started because, you know, if you look at Denny, he, he's he's a lockdown defender. He doesn't need a lot of touches. You know, his asset is defense. Now, if he, you know, if you get baskets from him, it's, it's, it's really a plus because you're looking for him to be that 3 and D or hopefully a 3 and D guy on the wing. So, now I thought it was a good decision. You know, Kuz was cooking, KP. I mean, this was a good start unit. Now, going back to the bench unit, it, it was a good unit. DeLon Wright, wow. I, I, I'm a big fan of his game. I mean, his defense, he's a defensive prowess. I mean, his shooting, his, his vision is just that effort on the, the defensive end is just impressive. You know, Will Barton, you know, Will the Thrill couldn't chill tonight because I'm telling you, he was cooking. <laughs> I mean, he he was, I mean, his playmaking, 
you know, his ability to create his own shot. I mean, that acquisition is, is you know, like you said, you very well could see him as a six man of the year candidate easy because he was just he seems so into that role. You know, I think that's his role going forward. Now, obviously, injuries or you know other factors can change that. But I think going forward, you could see him in that role going, you know, permanently. And I, I would love to see that. So, no, you know, we, we emphasize that a lot tonight. This was a very good team win, you know, from the starting unit to the second unit to the coaching. I'm very impressed with this, with the showing. You know, it's going to get harder from here. So, you know, I want us to shore up the defense a little bit and, you know, look, play from the whistle to the whistle. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. other than that, very impressed. Yeah. So before we go, player of the game to you, who is it? Uh, I could go so many ways. I could go with Brad or Kuz. Um, I'm gonna go with Kuz just because he 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 um he impacted the game in other ways. Uh, 22 points and 13 boards. I was upset with him for that lollipop pass he threw towards the end of the game that led to the Pacers coming back. The Pacers were down by three at one point. It was 110 to 107. Um, but Kuz, man, there was one time where he had a grown man rebound. And he put it right back up. I love that. Um, so and he he was the one. He's the one that started the. He set the tone for the game. 10 points in the first quarter. He really came out there and set the tone and help us separate from the Pacers to start the game off. So he was my player of the game. Uh, I got to give it to Kuz, setting the tone with a double-double. Zingas had, Porzingis had a double-double as well. Brad had a great game too, but I'm, I'm going to go with Kuz. He dominated tonight at times. So you got Kuz, huh? All right, um, I'm going to roll KP. You know, like you said, 15 points, 10 boards. You know, he was uh, – you saw where there was times when they ran the offense to him, top of the key. But then, look. Play was back to the basket. He was posting up. You know, he was turning around, hitting mid-range jumpers. I love what I saw from KP. This is what I want to see going forward. This is just – it was a good showing out. You know, I know I know, it's game one. But, look, KP was cooking tonight. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up tonight. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. The NBA season is here, and our local NBA experts and insiders have you covered on and off the court all season long all the biggest stories around the nba every monday through friday in less than 30 minutes available on youtube odyssey and wherever you get podcasts so again like subscribe the dove tonight big dove in in the hoosier state all right everybody (laughs) thanks for watching and have a good night Peace. peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music Download the Amazon Music app today.